another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves, and what's up, y'all? So today, uh, I'm excited about the episode just to sit and run my mouth, and uh, this week, um, this week for me has been extremely busy, uh, coming off of my sister's uh, baby shower, it, we immediately floated into scramble mode with um, getting the child ready for graduation. So that's been our focus. Uh, graduation is in two days. So when you guys hear this on Monday, uh, he graduates on Tuesday and then on Saturday, we're throwing, um, him this huge cookout and celebration mainly with, um, a few of his friends and the rest family, you know, still trying to keep it in containment as far as like, you know, uh, how we're just carrying on. And then after that, um, you know, my sister will be having a baby soon. So the days are counting down for that. And then honestly, this week, after we were trying to get still get stuff together, and like he had rehearsal for graduation and all of that, we immediately got stuff from college, you know, for us to sign up for orientation and all that. So it's truly, truly an exciting time. Um, you know, an overwhelming time as well, because it's, you know, seeing your kid transition. Um, I know that when he goes to school, uh, our relationship is going to transition and evolve into a different type of relationship, even though like, you know, he's still a kid, but he's now, you know, a young adult, right? And then as you go into college, you know, you kind of go into your adulthood with college. So uh, it's exciting times, but it's still a little bittersweet because, you know, um, as the school year go, you know, uh, in college, you go home less and less. And, um, but I'm really excited for him. We have found out this week that he was awarded scholarship money. So that's cool. And um, so it's just been, it's just been really exciting. It's, it's been so much uh, just positive shit going on. Right. So um, I'm just really excited. You know, we're truly blessed. Uh, and that's all I really had going on. I've been reading. Uh, oh, so let me give you guys my, my, my weight loss update here. So currently I have lost five pounds. I started back running on Wednesday was national last Wednesday was national, uh, global running day. And I ran a 5k that day. Um, after I got off work, uh, it was my first race. I haven't ran a race since 2019. Um, because all the races were canceled last year due to COVID and they were virtual, but I just, I'm not going to pay to run outside when I can just run outside. But, um, so I didn't really, I didn't really do any of those. And, um, so then Saturday as a family, we all ran a 5k. Uh, so, uh, it was Les, um, Jamonte and Matrice and myself, uh, Matrice and Jamonte, you know, they walked, Les walked, but still cool. We all did it together, but, uh, I was nervous by my sister because my sister's, uh, you know, last month of her pregnancy, but she is hell bent to continue being active and continue working out, which, you know, I don't think it's a bad thing, but I just wanted her to be safe because this was kind of strenuous race. So, um, so yeah, so I was excited about that and I just getting back out there. So I've been really sore, but it feels really good to just kind of, you know, get back in shape and uh, get back to normal. So it's been nice to kind of like feel like I'm actually getting back to normal, you know, and it's a, it's a slow grind. It's a hard grind. Uh, but, but I'm excited all the same. So, um, you know, so far the summer has been pretty cool. It's been pretty good. So uh, let's just get into some motivational Monday. So today for motivational Monday, I wanted to do a affirmation and the affirmation for today is 
I believe in my visions and I end my dreams. So in theme of going into graduation, I think this is so important to uh, be your biggest cheerleader, bet on yourself, believe in yourself. Because here's the thing, if you don't believe in yourself, you know, you can't rely on other people to give you that. And also at the same time, people might not give you that, right? So if you believe in yourself, then I believe that it's no goal that you can't reach. So that's what I have for motivation on Monday. So for my excellence this week, I want to say congratulations to all the seniors that's graduating this year. Um, I think that the kids in the past two years have had, uh, well, basically a year, have had a crazy experience when it came to COVID and the virtual learning and all of that, my kid included. And uh, I still think that despite the adversity, they've all done an amazing job. And so I want to say congratulations to all the seniors that's graduating, especially my child, who will be going to North Carolina Central in the fall. So um, Isaiah, you know, truly is um, an amazing kid. I tell him all the time how blessed we are that we've never really had to worry about certain things. Like he's, you know, he kind of sticks to home. We never had to worry about drugs, never had to worry about like, you know, uh, sex craziness and all this stuff, you know, that you see a lot of teenagers go through. And so that's something that I've always been proud of. And, uh, you know, we're very blessed that he's, um, just a chill kid and he's super smart. You know, uh, I've learned so many things about myself because of him, but just having, um, intellectual conversations with him is very impressive. And he's an expiring writer um, and that's what he's going to school for, for journalism, mass communications. And I just think his star is really bright. And so whatever, you know, he says his mind to, I think that he'll do it. And he also um, has his village, you know, together uh, to go into his next journey. So definitely want to say um, congratulations to all the seniors, especially uh, the child, Isaiah. All right. So this week um, I'm going to do something different. We're kind of going to blend uh, hot topics a little bit. But I'm going to mainly just go into the thought of the week. And so this week, I wanted to kind of give a more in-depth conversation on the media surrounding how the media uh, affects athletes. And I also wanted to talk about uh, when it comes to the media um, with what we saw with Naomi Osaka's situation. I also want to speak on how are these professional athletes taken care of in regards to their mental health. So let's just get into that conversation. All right, so I'm going to first just go over some stuff just in case that someone doesn't know what I'm talking about. So the past week and a half, we've seen the grumbling of uh, Naomi Osaka in regards to the French Open. So before the French Open started, she came out and said that she informed them that she doesn't plan on doing the media because she felt like, you know, the media has been a kind of toxic environment for her and it's been bad for her mental health. She also went in detail saying that in more detail about her mental health, which she didn't have to give, but she did. She said that for the past couple of years, she has struggled with depression. She has struggled with anxiety. She said that she, you know, knows that clay is kind of something she struggles with. And then on top of the fact that every time she goes out and she plays or say it's a moment that she plays bad, she has to go and talk to the media about how she's not good on clay. And she's just saying that, you know, she just wanted to focus on playing and she just wanted to just focus on what she had going on. Instead of every time she talks to the media, they're every single time talking about how she struggles with clay. And she just like, how can that, you know, uh, 
be easy for somebody to keep going through. And also the fact that she has her struggles with, you know, mental health. I thought that her coming out and saying these things were brave because I think I've said this before in some capacity on this show, right? That I think that athletes are more than just for our entertainment, right? They're people. And it's so much fucking pressure, right? Of the things that they go through. You have the pressure of performing. You have the pressures of making sure that you say the right shit, do the right shit, because right when you make a mistake in any kind of capacity, you're going to be all over social media, right? If you make a misstep on what you say, you're going to be all over social media, potentially canceled, potentially fine. You know, it's, it's so many levels of, um, just the pressure. I can give another example that I think about a lot. So as I'm recording this today, Serena Williams was knocked out of the French open, right? So for the past two years, I want to say, it has been this narrative of how if she wins another major title, she breaks the record. I think she'll stand by herself. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So I think I should have researched this before, but I think she's at 23 and I think she's trying to get 24 and that would make her the, the, you know, the highest winning or whatever. But here's the thing. Um, I think sometimes let's just, let's just use Serena just for a brief moment. I just want to explain this. Serena Williams is in, in Mika's opinion, one of the greatest athletes of all time. Okay. And when you have this narrative of her chasing this record, it doesn't fucking matter present day. It does not matter if Serena Williams never wins again, never wins a major title again, her legacy by, by itself. She is the greatest athlete of all time, but yet they never focus on that. They always keep talking about how she's missing the opportunity to break this record. And I sit and think about her and I'm like, damn, I'm sure she has to be going through a lot because she came back after almost losing her life from having a baby. She had the blood clots. And then she came back and she had to get back in shape. I watched the Serena Williams documentary and how she had to get back in shape and all of that. But to come, but to come back from all of that and to go through all of that, right? And then every time you play in a major tournament, it's the pressure of, will she get it now? Will she get it? Will she get it now? Oh, she didn't get it. Oh, she didn't get it. She didn't get it. But who the fuck cares? If she never wins again, what she's done in her career is fucking phenomenal. And I don't think people get that. And so when you look at that pressure, right? And I don't care how much, because Serena commented, and I'm going to, I'm going to play some snippets on just some stuff people are saying. She commented on saying how, like, she's trying to let stuff get to her. She don't look at it. I don't believe that shit. I think that when people write stuff and when people say stuff, she does look at it because you've seen in the past where even Serena has been snippy with the media. You've seen where she has been like, yo, you know, um, I don't give a fuck what you're talking about, but you've seen where she really has been shown a little more, you know, emotion and maybe not grace. Right. So you do care. You do find it to be annoying and I'm sure it is fucking annoying. I can, I can only fucking imagine. Right. Um, but that's what basically Naomi was trying to say with all of this. Like, she just like, listen, I just want to focus on just playing. So she told them that she wasn't going to, she wasn't going to talk to the media. I will say this much. Like I, when she said that I, I did say, um, I was talking to one of my friends and I did say, I'm like, well, you are required to talk to the media. Every sports is required to talk to the media, which is the truth. Basketball, football, soccer, all that shit. You have, you have to talk to the media or you're fine. And that's every sport. So the only thing I didn't like about this scenario was 
Because at first, when she when they did the first fine, they fined Naomi $15,000. So she just like, I mean, I'll eat the fucking fines, you know, because I'm just trying to just focus on playing. So I think then with the French Open, which I thought was fucked up, they started strong arming her. They were like, well, okay, I guess she don't give a fuck about these fines. So then they were like, if she don't talk to the media, they don't give, mind you, they don't give a fuck what she's saying about her mental health. They're like, if she don't talk to the media, basically that they were going to, this they were going to potentially try to stop her from doing other tournaments in the future. I, I was just like, wow. Like they really took it to, in my opinion, took it to the extreme because you're already finding her. So if anything, like just keep fucking finding her that you want to do. But the main issue here though, is she's telling you about her mental health. She's telling you how she struggled with depression. She's telling you how, you know, she has had to get herself out of these ruts and, you know, how she feels mentally. Is it really that serious for her to talk to the media? If she's saying this is really fucking me up, it's some bullshit, right? Now, I did want to play a clip when they asked Venus Williams in regards to her opinion with this um, scenario. And I will say, you know, Serena and Venus came along in a different era and time. And they had their father and their father didn't fucking play, but they also came from, you know, uh, basically the hood, you know what I'm saying? Where they had to be mentally fucking strong to, you know what I'm saying? Um, get, get through what they had going on. I think they, where where were they playing? Um, was it Compton maybe? I don't remember. But the point that I'm making is like, it showed them out there, you know, playing with their dad who was hard nosed, pushing, 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 pushing. But they had him there when he was young, when they were young to be like, I remember this one interview, he came in while, while they were talking to Venus and they said something to Venus and she was like a teenager and he stopped that whole fucking interview and was like, yo, you're talking to a black child right now. You're not going to fucking talk to my kid like that. And come on, made her ass get up and leave. And, and I think that's what helped them kind of like build them up to where they have this shell of like, yo, you know, like I'm not going to let you fucking, you know, affect me, but you can't compare Naomi to the the Williams sisters. And I think people are doing that because they're like, oh, well, they were young and they, and they, you know, were fine with scrutiny, but it's just a different time too. Like some people aren't built to fucking do that shit. Some people don't, if she has fucking anxiety and depression. She might not can just compartmentalize and just say, oh, I'm going to block this shit out. Right. So let's just see what Venus had to say. For me personally, how I quote, how I deal with it was that I know every single person asking me a question can't play as well as I can and never will. So no matter what you say or what you write, you'll never light a candle to me. So that's how I deal with it. Um, But each person deals with it differently. So that was kind of low, but I hope you kind of get the gist of that. And I think that that's probably helped, you know, Venus in the past. And Serena kind of echoed the same things when she was talking about herself. But I also think it was because they were kind of groomed to kind of handle all of this shit. And you got to think, Naomi's still in her 20s, you know? And she might be doing the best that she fucking can. Um, And I think what's what's going on right now at the French Open, it leads to a lot of other questions. Like, should athletes still have to go in front of um, the media? You know, there's been plenty of times I've seen LeBron James storm out. I mean, you've seen a lot of people go to fuck off when it comes to the media and the stuff that they ask. And sometimes they ask personal questions. They don't think that it could be fucking triggering. I remember one year, it's like a couple years ago when Serena, when Venus got into that car accident. And I think that she might've killed someone, you know, by mistake in a car accident, I think, or she maybe really injured somebody, I think. 
And they asked her to have the fucking tennis tournament and she started crying. I'm just like, do y'all not think that these people are people? Like, really, right? So that leads to, you know, um, the outpour of just support, right? People are saying that, like, you know, we stand with you, we hear you, you know, we receive you. And so what I thought was really cool um, that came out this week. So the Calm app, you know, that does the affirmations and I use the Calm app to sleep. I play the rain. I love it. Well, they came out and they basically came out in support and they're offering to pay the fines of players skipping press conferences. So they offered to pay the $15,000 fine and, uh, and all the other people that too, you know, decided to skip the post game press interviews or whatever. Um, in turn, uh, Naomi did end up uh, withdrawing from the French open, which I just think is unfortunate. Um, I get that some things are a requirement, but I think that some things they need to look at. Now I did go, I did go and look and try to research some of this. Right. And I wasn't really fully sure. Couldn't really get all the details I kind of wanted because I feel like there's a lack of mental health support in the, um, in, in the athletic community. Right. So when I looked it up, they do have a, a sports psychologist that works with, um, the teams that I did know. Right. I think every, I think every professional team has that. But the question that I wonder is though, and I did look it up and it was kind of saying like how they are adding on more, uh, more things with like the, the sports psychologist job. And so I guess now they're starting to talk about mental health and all that, but that was not always a thing. And I don't know if it's always where they may have to go and talk to them about certain things per se, but I'm not really sure if this shit is like mandatory mandatory for them to do. And that's the question that I'm wondering, like, it's just mandatory towards their everyday regimen, just like it's mandatory for them to do, uh, you know, lift weights and all that stuff. How is their mental health being served? Because just about two weeks ago, we saw the whole Kwame Brown, um, fiasco, right. And that, you know, he basically listened to all the smoke podcasts where Gilbert Arenas and Matt Barnes and Steven Jackson was talking about him and basically calling him a scrub and sorry as fuck. And he spoke out about it. And he was like, look, you know what I'm saying? Like they threw me in the fucking league and I was damn 17, 18 years old. I got my ass beat every day at practice. I didn't know nobody in DC. I didn't have any fucking support. And you know, I didn't even know what it even felt like just to even have money. He was like, he was like, I didn't know how to do fucking anything. And it was really sad when he came out and told his story about how he struggled with, you know, mental health and was broke down, you know, at 18, like how he kind of was broken from the whole experience and how he kind of had to like, you know, uh, you know, get it together. But my question that I, when I was reading on that, which I found to be really fucking sad, like you actually, uh, look up the Washington post, I think did an article on it. It's actually, whew, it's crazy. If you hear about his story. Well, the question that I ask is, um, you know, uh, did they have mental, did they have, you know, therapists, like, did they have someone to talk to these people about their mental health? If your ass is 18 years old and you're going into, you know, a professional setting where you've never had this type of thing before you go from high school and they're asking you at 18 to be a professional, who, who do these kids have to talk to, you know? And I, and I tried to look and see, was it required? And I, and nothing came up. It also came, brought up an article, which is interesting. And that was from 2017 that said that it just now started, um, offering, uh, mental, uh, mental health services for college athletes. I found that to be interesting. Uh, 
that was 2017 y'all and here's the thing I was a college athlete I was around sports and all that stuff and there and mind you this is years ago like obviously I'm in my 30s now but there was nothing about mental health there was no conversation about mental health um, and the amount of pressure that you have and the highs and lows that you have and things like that. I had people around me that was, um, taking advantage of, um, taking laxatives, right. To lose weight. They, I had people around me, you know, with eating disorders, all types of stuff. And you see it a lot in, in college athletes. Um, and so there was never anything set up to where we even could talk about, talk about things like that. Um, not in my school. And so maybe at the bigger schools, maybe, but just me seeing this article from 2017 that says now they're trying to have a little more focus. It's a scary thing. And it's like, you know, I think about the people who don't have villages or who don't have, you know, proper support from people because, um, me and Les had that conversation recently about how I was like, it's very important to have people around you when you're athlete, especially going from high school to college, because when people sometimes see that you don't have support groups or they see that you don't have people really in support of you, it's easy to get taken advantage of. It's easy for people to just not give a fuck about you when they see that you don't really have people that might be around or people that can protect you in some kind of way. So I, I really wonder, and maybe I'll get the answer to this. I don't know, but I don't think it's a requirement everywhere. I looked, to see, was it a requirement? I didn't see it. I personally think that all these athletes, they should be required to do a certain level of just working on their mental health because being a professional athlete is pressure in itself. It's high level pressure. You know, it should unlike that we our their lives is something unlike ours, right? We might have pressure on other stuff, but just like we have pressure at jobs, they have pressure jobs too. You know, if they don't perform, they have pressures of that. If they don't do this, they have pressures of that. Then you have the media that comes and rapes them over the coal. I love sports. I watch uh, ESPN all the time. I'm on Twitter all the time where I follow all this shit. And some of the stuff they put up there about, you know, these athletes and stuff is crazy. Like it's like, it's really, really wild. Um, the stuff they say or saying somebody's washed or saying somebody career is over all that shit. And imagine like, this is, this is your, uh, this is how you make your money. This is how you take care of your family. So imagine you reading this shit all the fucking time. Just imagine it. I remember this one time I'm about to play you the clip. I was having this conversation um, with the guys and I was, I remember when this is the sound clip that Alan obviously is famously known for when he's talking about how the media is talking to him about practice, but how he makes sure that he goes out there every night and puts his body on the line where, you know, he can barely even fucking walk. You know what I'm saying? But he goes out there every night and just, you know, gives a hundred percent. And sometimes, you know, he can't fucking practice. And he was talking about the reason why he might've missed this practice. Um, and so they, they took that part out, but they, they took out the part to him saying like how and he's like in fucking tears sitting there talking to the media, talking about his friend was killed and how he had to fucking keep going even with all of that. And that's the thing. Like, that shit real. And these are real people that's dealing with real shit. And people don't think about that because they only focus on this other shit. We are, man. We are. We are. We are, man. We are. I'm just, I'm upset. I'm upset for one reason, man. Because I'm in here. I lost. I lost my best friend. I lost him. And I lost this year. 
everything's going downhill for me far as just that, you know, far as my life. And then I'm dealing with this right here. I don't want to deal with this, man. I don't want to go through this. Shit. I don't want to deal with this. This is where I want to be, man. I love this place. I love my teammates. I don't have no problems with Coach Brown, man, at all. Coach got problems with me far as lifting, far as I don't know what this this thing's about, about me coming to practice and all that because I ain't been missing no practice. But he has a problem with me. I don't have no problem with Larry Brown, man. I don't have no problem with this organization at all. I just don't want to go through this, man. That's my only problem. That's the only reason that I'm upset. Because I don't want to go through this, man. I don't want to lose and then all summer have to go through this right here. Why? Why? So that was the soundbite from 15 years ago with Allen Iverson. This is what's crazy about that, right? So I remember when this first came out and, and this clip that you probably saw, unless you saw the whole interview, uh, was right after when he really went off about practice and how they're in there talking about practice. And it was a whole thing and everybody found it to be so funny. But they cut out this part where he's talking about how, you know, they lost in the first round of the playoffs after going to the finals the year before. He lost his best friend, which he did miss practice to go to the, to go to the funeral. And, um, and how, you know, he can't even use the summer to rebuild and regroup because he has to constantly talk to the media and deal with the shit he dealing with. This was 15 years ago. Right. And people, and he's famously known for this interview, but yet you don't even, you, you never get the insides or the shit that they take out. And it's crazy, man. When I sit and listen to this now and like put it in perspective as me being an older person and just to see that Alan Iris was fucking hurting. Like he was genuinely hurt this whole interview, you know, with them wanting to get rid of him. I think ultimately after this, I think he was traded to Denver, but he's saying it's hurt and it was just no, you know, acknowledgement. It was no nothing. It was just like they wanted to talk to him about what he wanted to talk talk about. And once again, this is an example of how is the media helpful and what is in place for these players to really help them get through the media? You know, um, I know before, I think. Uh, there was a level of media training and all of that, but I'm not really sure if they even get any of that anymore. I'm, I'm not really sure. Um, and is that stuff mandatory? Is mental health stuff mandatory? And, th- and those are the questions that I truly have, like when it comes to um, the media and, and athletes, because I do think that it can be problematic. Like I can only imagine these people lives. I can only imagine the, the amount of fucking pressure that they have, which is why, you know, a lot of them do do drugs. And a lot of them do do other stuff. You have this one guy, uh, God, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, Gordon, Josh Gordon, prime example. I think he just got banned again, but, um, I think they took away the, the monitoring of, of weed or whatever, but he has struggled with mental health the entire time he's been in the league and he gets called, um, all the time with like, I, I think like weed or substance abuse. I think it's just marijuana though. And he basically was saying that he does that to try to get through and try to cope. And he has anxiety and depression and all these things that has been the most overlooked, you know, thing, everybody, everybody that's been on his teams, even the coaches, when he was at Seahawks, they were saying like, we think he's an amazing guy. He literally just struggles with his mental health. Same thing that Brandon Marshall came out with after he retired, he talked about how he struggled the whole entire time with his mental health. And it's like, I think it used to be so taboo to talk about, the the mental health struggles and all that stuff and it's like you can't ignore it 
And if more people like Naomi come out and speak out and even make a fucking stand, maybe they will do something to put something in place for these players to get through the damn shit that they go through because it's not like a normal person. And then you add that shit on top of if you do have some mental health stuff or anxiety, depression, and all that stuff. Yeah. And then think about it. You have some of these people that's coming from low income homes. That's that's now thrust in a position where they have to take care of their family. They have to, they, they have, you know, all these people asking them for fucking money. Now all that shit, that shit is stressful. That shit is, is, is intense stress. And you know, I don't know how to, I think for me, like if I ever had a kid that was like, you know, pushing to stardom, I would more so focus on their mental health and I would focus on them handling the stress and pressures, pressures of what's to come, the media and everything else. But do I think it's time to have a conversation on how the media treats the players? I do. And maybe it's time to have also a conversation on, you know, um, is this shit, should this shit be mandatory? They said that, you know, media is important because you get sound bites. It helps to build the athlete celebrity. But I feel like in this day and age, do you really need that shit to build somebody fucking celebrity if they already a fucking athlete and they're already a superstar? You don't need that shit. You know, you're ready to take some shit that you can just pick the fuck apart. And that, and that's just really how I personally feel about it. So, you know, that was pretty much kind of my rant today. I wanted to talk a lot about that because um, I do have questions in regards to that. I might try to get, um, I might try to get Chris on because he's a, um, he's a coach and his wife, Shalise is a coach to kind of talk about some of the things that maybe they do for the players. Um, in present day, if there's ever a time that they need to talk about, you know, maybe personal things that's going on or things that they struggle with. So, um, I might actually do that, uh, and see if, and see if he'll come on and talk to me. Um, but that's all I had today, y'all. So, uh, I don't know. We'll see how all this stuff pan out, man. But, you know, in this day and age, I feel like, uh, you know, normalizing these conversations about mental health and just, you know, um, bringing out the importance of it. It's just, it's important. It's important conversations to have. So let's see, just on some housekeeping stuff. Um, don't forget guys to rate the show. Um, and also follow the show, subscribe, 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 uh, tell a friend, tell a friend. And also, um, you can follow me on social media. It's at, it's just my thoughts underscore podcast. Uh, the Twitter is IJMT podcast. You can also follow my personal page on Twitter is at pro gamer and that's P R H O gamer. And also my personal IG page, if you want to, and that's at P R H O. And also, um, if you want to be part of the show, if you have any extra feedback you want to give, you can also email me and that's IJMT podcast at gmail.com. Like always, I thank you so much for listening. It's Mika here and I appreciate you.